welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Lehman's On the Square in Kidron, Ohio. We're glad you've joined us. Welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin, your host, and today we are happy to have Stacy Lynn Harris, author, cook, chef, mother of seven. Is there anything you don't do, Stacy? <laughs> Well, there's probably not much I haven't tried, but uh, but I don't do everything every day, so it makes it a little bit easier. So I do do a lot of stuff, but um, but it's never you know all day every day. And I'm sure so. there's a seasonal flow to it there too. There is truly, absolutely. Well, why don't we start at the beginning? Tell me how you got started on your journey to a simpler life. Well, I never dreamed ever that I would live a lifestyle like this, ever. So I grew up as a, with my parents who wanted me to do career-oriented um, things, and, and I did, and I graduated from law school. But I married a man who really loved to hunt. And when I say love to hunt, I mean his passion for it is probably more than I've seen on any television show of any place I've ever been. It is just a complete um, insertion of that life is is what he wanted and what he really loves to do. And so he um, wanted me to, you know, I would go along with him on some of these hunting trips and, you know, different things, but I didn't just like absolutely love it. Um, so, but anyway, we got married and almost didn't because he, his dad told him, look, if you can't give this up, then, you know, maybe you shouldn't get married. That's how much he loved it every day, every night for the whole hunting season, all weekend long, just this big, huge passion. So anyway, I decided we, we did get married and I decided I wanted to get on board with him. And so I started uh, thinking of ways that I could cook this meat because that was one way I could participate in his world. And, you know, it was tough and gamey and I just didn't love it. And I started thinking, well, how can I make this good? Because in scripture, Abraham's last meal that he wanted, it was to have venison. And I'm thinking, if that's what he wanted, he had goats and chickens. He had everything available to him, but he wanted venison. So I was like, okay, this has to be good. So I looked at old ancient recipes, and I started delving into um, how to cook things that are foraging beings and not just being, you know, not the processed, you know, not uh, like we have it now, not fattened up with grain, just the stuff that eats from the wild. And um, that meant that I had to go back several, several years. And um, so I found cookbooks and it told me really what I found out is that you use different cuts of meat for different, you prepare them differently. So in doing that, I found a passion in for cooking just in general. And I thought, why not go further than that? Why not do a garden now? So we did a garden and that started that process. And then, you know, it failed. And then we were able to study a little bit and realize that we needed different plants and heirloom plants. And, you know, we got those and we started saving seeds and one thing led to another. And the deeper, you know, the, the, the smaller you walk into it, as you get into it, the deeper and deeper and deeper you go. And you cannot help it. It's just addicting. It's a wonderful lifestyle and it's been great for our family. So it really was a learning journey for you. You didn't come from generations of expert farmers and no, gardeners. No, no. Now, my dad farmed, but I didn't grow up with him. And he farmed um, his, actually, his uh, piece of property 
isn't really that big, but his garden is big and his garden is bigger than mine, um, which, and we don't need, you know, we only produce what we need and maybe a little bit to give to other people, but for the year and then we'll can everything. And his garden's actually bigger than ours, but um, he gardened, but I never really took much note of it. But as I've gotten older, now I call him and I say, you know, how are your squash doing this year? You know, how are your eggplant? He'll call me and ask me questions. And we live probably about 45 minutes away from each other. And um, it's so much fun interacting with your family. And it, it's kind of brought me and my dad closer because, you know, we we it, there's just that bond there when you are raising vegetables and you're working through problems um, in your garden. So it's Well, sure. And I believe it's brought you and your children and probably Absolutely. your husband closer together too. They all have kind of an area of expertise, I think you told they me. They do. They do. And everybody kind of has a purpose and, and brings things to the table. So they Literally, all, right? they do. <laughs> and they all feel like they're a part of something bigger and that they're actually helping other people. And, you know, and who's better to help than your family? So how do you avoid burnout? Because you do do a lot and you have seven children and you have a husband that works full time out of the, off the farm, right? Yes. Yes. So a couple of things that I've learned is mainly to have realistic expectations. And that is a huge one. Um, You're not going to have everything work great in your garden every year. Although this year it's pretty good. I mean, our garden is doing You're really, really good. Yes. But next year we may, you know, we may lose all of our squash, you know, to squash borers or, you know, something may happen to our tomatoes. And, you know, the, 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 sometimes you'll, you'll have um, blossom end rot. You don't know what's going to happen. And so it's just to have expectations that are realistic and also to expect interruptions and unexpected things to happen. And I think people, they think, okay, if I do this, then my result is going to be that. And it's not always that way. And especially with gardening, raising kids, families, relationships, it's just not that way. So um, the re- the expectations are huge. And then the other thing is like no two days look the same. That was a really biggie to me. And, you know, it's Life on a homestead's different. And if you have, you know, chickens, you may have sick chickens one day, and that means you're not going to be in your garden um, tending to that. Or you may have, you know, some plants that fell over or a big storm came in, and, and you're going to be doing different things every day. And as my kids have gotten older, they're different. Um, and I'm kind of having to adapt my life a little bit around them. And when they were younger, I could call the shots, and I knew when we were going to do what. But now that they're older, I kind of have to be more flexible to that. So there's always unexpected things that come up. So that um, is true. And then no two days are going to be the same. And um, another one is to schedule things three times longer than they're going to take because everything takes longer than it seems that it's going to take. So, and I've also learned to pay people every once in a while. If there's something that I've got coming up, if there's something that I can only do, things that someone else could do is if you have the ability to do it, just pay somebody else to do that to free up a little bit more time in your life. Sure. So don't, don't be afraid to sub something out. Do you ever barter? Yes. And that's a great thing to do if you have a small plot of land is have one person grow like two or three things. Somebody else may do the livestock and then you barter back and forth. And and, and it's a, a great thing to do. Sure. Which is exactly how it was done a couple hundred years ago. Yes. Um, yes. Before we close, tell me how important determination is when oh, you're a homesteader. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, determination is definitely a byproduct of homesteading. It's going to happen. If you continue homesteading... 
and you're not and you don't quit then you're determined because you're going to have failure. You're going to have um, all kinds of things that go wrong. And you're going to have to be innovative and creative, courageous. And you're going to have to research and you're going to have trial and error. But eventually you're going to have success. And every determined person will be successful because you can you can take the smartest, the most talented. But if they don't have determination, they're not going to make it. There's too many naysayers. There's too much that can go wrong. And so determination is huge. And it is a byproduct, just like happiness and independence are byproducts of homesteading. And they're all learned skills too. So there's hope for everyone. Well, thank you so much. This has been delightful and we hope you come back to Layman someday. I will. Had a great time. Thank you. This is Glenda Layman Irvin with Layman's, where we stand for a simpler life. Thanks for listening. For more, visit laymans.com.